What does the word revenge mean to you? For most people, when you think about revenge, you think about getting back at someone for something they did to you, usually something that hurt you, where they were mean to you, or they did something that you really didn't like, or maybe it was something that was actually pretty terrible. When someone betrays our trust or confidence or they hurt us, we want revenge. We want to get back at them. We want to be vindicated. We want an apology. We want some kind of finality to the situation, one that proves to us that they didn't mean to do what they did. But we really get that, and there's a good reason why that happens. But also, instead of revenge and resolution and restitution and all the things that we want to receive, sometimes it's best to let the universe deliver its own unique brand of divine retribution because that solves the problem and it usually ends up dealing with the issue in the most perfect way so that everyone gets their lessons, everyone gets their blessing, and it's a win-win for everyone. Welcome to the High Vibes Living Podcast. I'm Jennifer Hoffman, your host, and I want to show you how to create your rich, happy, and successful life. Since 2004, I've been teaching soul-congruent, mind-expanding, wholeness living to a global audience. I'm known as the world's most accurate intuitive, the iconic energy savant, a best-selling author of eight books, the expert on energy boundaries, alignment, integration, and intention. And I'm the founder of the Becoming 360 Method of Transformation. I'm here to motivate, inspire, and energize you to embrace your full potential, upsource your possibilities, revive your life, and shine your light brightly. Thank you for joining me on this week's High Vibes Living Podcast. And I hope you'll learn something that tunes you into your high vibes and motivates, energizes, and inspires you and shines some light on your journey. Let's get started. Do you remember the last time someone hurt you, betrayed you, or you discovered something about them that made you realize they weren't your friend, they weren't on your side, and that their actions were deliberate? You may want to avenge your honor and make them pay, get revenge, show them how it feels to be treated that way, and get them to acknowledge your pain and then apologize for it. You want retribution, a punishment that matches the damage and harm they caused you. You want resolution to fix the situation and move on, often with them not repeating their behavior. You want restitution for them to give you something to make up for what they did and for what you lost. While you are fully justified in feeling this way and in wanting revenge so that your pain is boomeranged right back to its originator, it's a waste of time and energy and it won't have the effect you want. No matter how hard you try, how much effort you make, or how noble your efforts are, or how well supported they are by the facts, you won't have any effect on the person who caused your pain, because they don't care about your pain or about causing you pain. For two reasons. One, because they often want to cause you pain, and second, because your pain is their revenge against you. It's hard to acknowledge that people will cause us pain deliberately, but it's true. Sometimes they do it out of jealousy, out of revenge, or out of spite, or just because they're a sociopath and are a bad person. They use guilt to manipulate us emotionally and shame to convince us that we are a bad person and our pain is our own fault. 
Sometimes they'll find you tough to be around and they want to find a way to get away from you without having to tell you. So they'll hurt you in some way. I see this often in cases where a client has a spouse who cheats on them or a friend has another friend who treats them badly. Listen to this story because it illustrates this so well. A few years ago, a client came to me for coaching as she was going through a very difficult and very traumatic divorce. She and her husband owned a company together. They had the perfect life as she described it. They had a thriving, very profitable business. They had a beautiful home. They owned another vacation home by the sea. They had a wonderful child. They loved their child. They loved each other. They took vacations together. They had fabulous friends. Their families all got along. In her words, my client said her life was perfect. Then one day she found out her husband was cheating on her with the company secretary. He moved in with the secretary. She decided to get a divorce. And six months later, they had spent hundreds of thousands of dollars. They still weren't divorced, and she was still angry. And when she came to me, I listened to her tell me about how badly he treated her and all the horrible things that had happened and how he had betrayed her and betrayed her trust and destroyed her family. And now he was starting a new life with this new person. And after she finished talking, I said, okay, first you need to decide on one thing. She said, what's that? I said, do you want revenge or do you want a divorce? And it wasn't what she had expected, but she was so angry that she was using the divorce proceedings to get back at him, to delay the process as much as possible, to point out every little flaw, every little fault, to bring out every single flaw in his character, everything he'd ever done in his life. They were getting a divorce, but she was using it as a weapon to show him how much he had hurt her. And the only people getting rich and benefiting from this were, of course, the lawyers. So she eventually was able to work through her pain and put it to the side and get a divorce. And I have heard from her since. She's now in another relationship, very happy, still has the business and is doing fine. She still has a little bit of resentment about the divorce. But I explained something to her that helped her get beyond the revenge and get beyond the anger, and it was this. I told her that her husband's cheating was not because he didn't love her. It was because he needed to have someone in his life that looked up to him, that thought he was the best thing ever, that he was smart and rich and successful. And unfortunately, he didn't feel that way about her, his wife, because he knew something that his wife didn't realize. She was the smart one. She was the successful one. And she was the reason that their life was as fabulous as it was. He was jealous. He felt intimidated. And his cheating was his revenge against her for basically being a better, smarter, and more accomplished person than he was. As hard as it was for her to hear that, she eventually had to acknowledge that it was true that her husband, as she began to realize, had often made little snide comments about her successes and wasn't always very complimentary when something great happened or when she brought in a deal for their business, he sometimes dismissed it or he dismissed her. And she had begun to feel in the relationship that there was something wrong She never expected him to break up their marriage over it because she didn't think it was that important and it didn't matter to her, but it mattered a lot to him. 
Jealousy can be an enormous reason why people hurt us and wound us and get their revenge on us by making us miserable, by destroying our confidence and by destroying our joy. Sad to say, but you know it's true and I've seen it happen very often with a lot of my clients. So often we think that people randomly do things that hurt us or betray us or that cause us to have thoughts of revenge, but it's rarely random. It's usually deliberate and it has a purpose. And in this case, his purpose was he wanted out of his marriage, which he found incredibly painful only because he was married to a very successful, smart woman. But mainly the pain that people cause us is a reflection of their own pain, as I just illustrated in this story. And what you see in their behavior is the tip of a very large iceberg. Sometimes the cause of the pain goes deeper. It's part of a karmic cycle that you're in and you're playing the part of the wounded or abused party in this lifetime. In other lifetimes, you were the abuser and you caused them pain. If you read my book, Ascending into Miracles, The Path of Spiritual Mastery, I talk about how in different lifetimes we play different roles. Sometimes we're the abuser, sometimes we're the abused. Sometimes we're the nice person, sometimes we're the not so nice person. We have to look at karmic cycles and our cycles of experience with people along a much larger continuum than what is just happening in this lifetime if we're really to understand what's going on and why it's simply so hard to get along with some people. It'll go a long way to understanding how revenge is truly not a good use of your energy and how allowing divine retribution to take its place is a much better strategy. These karmic cycles go back and forth for lifetimes, each person playing a different role, while the cycle never gets resolved because everyone wants revenge. Everyone wants the other person to pay for their actions. And each person wants to be proven right, and they want the other person to acknowledge it in different ways. While pain and revenge cycles can go around for a long time, there comes a time when someone has to end it. And that requires that one person set aside their desire for revenge and stop the cycle without seeing the other person pay for their actions or even getting restitution or retribution. We need an unconditional letting go of our pain, betrayal, wounding, hurt, and desire for revenge without getting anything in return other than our energetic and emotional freedom. That's what makes giving anything unconditionally so hard. When someone betrays or wounds us, we get emotionally involved. Our feelings are hurt. We feel angry and we're emotionally upset. Our desire for revenge is fueled by our quest for vindication. We want justice. But more than that, we want the other person to tell us that they apologize, they feel bad, they're sorry they hurt us, and that we deserved better treatment. Even though we know this is never going to happen, but we need for it to happen because we are more than emotionally wounded, our very being has been attacked, dismantled, nullified, and rejected. We have been shamed by someone we thought would be more considerate of our feelings. We have been made to feel guilty about being ourselves and maybe even taking care of our own needs. If we look at the need for revenge from an emotional perspective, it makes total sense. We want to feel better by having someone tell us that they were sorry for hurting us. While that doesn't make the pain go away, 
it does answer to our need to be vindicated. We did deserve to be treated better, and they just admitted it. But if we look at it from an energetic perspective, revenge does not make any sense at all because we have to put ourselves at the energy level of our pain to turn it back to the other person. Think about that. While revenge feels good emotionally, and that is a very temporary feeling, the energetic process does not feel so good and it takes longer to recover from. Think about how you feel when you get revenge on someone. It may feel good for a little while, but then you may feel remorse or sadness because you put yourself at an energy level that is not a good fit for you. And what's worse, you have given your karmic cycle with that person another spin and you're off on another karmic interchange again. Karma repeats until one person stops the karma wheel from spinning. But who stops it? And why does it have to be you? Why can't the other person acknowledge their wrongdoing and make things right between you? I've thought about that a lot since I have had a lot of karmic issues in my lifetime with friends and family. And I tried to be accommodating of the other people so that they could see how much better the situation would be if we could all get along. So I tried to make them feel good, did my best to be supportive and to show them that I was willing to meet them halfway and not have conflicts between us. And it was a disaster. The more I tried to be nice, the meaner they were. The more I tried to accommodate their needs, the more demanding and unreasonable they became. They shut me out when I opened up. They insulted me when I tried to praise them. They spread rumors and lies about me that caused problems with other people. My attempt to win them over with kindness and compassion to address them on an emotional level failed. And they failed no matter what I did because the issues were not about emotions. They were about energy. What I did not realize at the time was that there was a deeper cause of the rift and the root cause was the difference in energy, frequency, and vibration. Trying to resolve it on an emotional level was never going to work because emotions were the effect, not the cause, of our energetic differences. What I needed to do was to remove my energy, to get an energy divorce, to stop trying to fix a problem that I did not have the ability to fix because it had nothing to do with me. Their pain was the source of whatever issues they had with me. And I could never change that until they decided to stop attacking me with their pain and do their own healing work. This is why revenge is never a good idea. Why retribution is an invitation to endless karmic cycles. Why the desire for restitution just revolves into an endless struggle of wills and endless battles over who is right and who is wrong and who is responsible for apologizing and fixing the situation. There comes a point when we have to let go of our need for the satisfaction of revenge and let the universe take care of it from a different perspective. Meanwhile, we need to address our own need for revenge, retribution, restitution, and resolution by building our self-esteem, healing our energy gaps, making ourselves whole again, and hanging out with people who we are not engaged in karmic cycles with. We cannot end karma with revenge and trying to get validation of our own hurt emotions, but we can end it with removing our energy from the situation by not allowing ourselves to try healing emotional wounds that have an energetic source 
And by realizing that sometimes the best way to handle a situation is to let the universe dispense its own unique brand of divine retribution that far exceeds any revenge we could exact on anyone and somehow manages to address everyone's needs and lessons in the most perfect way. Letting the universe take over in these situations is the best bet because the universe has a way of creating a win-win situation out of what appears to be a losing proposition all around. Let me share a story about that with you. I recently shared this on my Enlightening Life Live a few weeks ago. Quite a few years ago, when I was single, I was dating a, a young man. I'll call him a young man, but at the time he was just, I was dating a man who I just thought was a wonderful guy. He was fun to be with. We had a great time together. He was attentive. He was thoughtful. We would go out to dinner. We'd go to concerts. He loved going to the museums that I enjoyed going to. We just had a fabulous time. And I had been seeing him regularly for maybe two months, a little bit longer. And I was really beginning to like him and starting to think, wow, maybe there's something in this relationship. Now, there was something about him. He drove a really unique car. It was like an old Cadillac or an old Buick, but it was a car that if you saw it, you knew it was him. It was kind of an unusual car. It wasn't the kind of car that a lot of people drove. So it was kind of a, an identifier for him. I worked downtown. One day I went to lunch and I went to this cafe I always like to go to. I got my lunch. I found a table and I was sitting at a table for two by myself. There was no other place to sit. And this woman comes up to me and says, can I please put my tray here on your table? There is nowhere else to sit. And I said, sure, have a seat. No problem. No one else is sitting there. So she sat down, started eating her lunch. And because she was sitting at my table, we began to talk. You know, what's your name? What kind of work do you do? You know, just idle chit chat and then we started getting you know are you single are you dating anybody and you're talking about that there weren't a whole lot of guys to date at the time which I think everybody says and then I said but you know I met this really nice guy a few months ago and I'm really starting to like him I told her about him and she said well I met a really nice guy too about a month or so ago and I really like him too and he's really sweet and he has the best car and she starts describing the car of the guy that I am dating. And I said, wait a minute. And when I started describing the car and she said, how do you know that car? Have you been in it? And I said, uh, I'm dating him. She said, so am I. And we just looked at each other. Let me pause here for a minute. What are the chances that I am sitting at a random restaurant by myself at a table and this woman walks up and asks to sit at my table because there was nowhere else to sit and she just happens to be the person who the guy that I was actually getting quite fond of is also dating. So we chit-chatted for a little while and we came up with a plan. We weren't going to slash his tires or key his car or do anything mean like that. Instead, I invited him to lunch a couple days later. And while I was sitting there talking to him, she came up to the table and said hello. And then we both looked at him and he knew that we had somehow met each other. The look on his face was priceless. Unfortunately, it was pre-cell phone days or it certainly would have been a photo that would have gone viral very quickly. So what happened was we both stopped seeing him. 
we actually became good friends because she was really a nice person and we liked the same things and we ended up hanging out together and we became good friends and then she became a friend that I had for a number of years and I never heard from him again. So here, instead of getting revenge, we let the universe take care of it and the universe brought us together and I got a new friend out of the deal. I got rid of a cheating, dishonest person he got an interesting lesson, which I have no idea if he got anything out of the lesson, but it certainly makes for a funny story. One that I've shared often throughout the years to explain how the universe has a unique way of delivering divine retribution in the most perfect way that we could not even imagine being possible. So the solution to discord and pain and betrayal is not about unconditional love and about bad behavior. It's about not getting revenge, not looking for retribution or restitution or resolution or getting our way or getting that apology. It's about unconditional acceptance, accepting someone's behavior, accepting that they choose to behave the way they do and it has nothing to do with us. And then loving someone, sometimes from a distance, even though you know that they will never give you what you want in the way you want it, which is sometimes their revenge. Being able to let go of our need for revenge, retribution, restitution, and resolution, trying to force someone to acknowledge our pain, comes down to a single choice. Are we willing to let go of a painful past and step into our own joy without getting we believe we deserve, and we probably do, and then allowing the universe to take care of the debris, to take care of the fallout, and deliver its own unique brand of divine justice, of divine retribution, and letting that be okay while we move on into the next steps, the next part of our lives. Enjoy with our energy clear, our energy free, having learned a powerful lesson that we can then take with us in the next part of our lives. Thanks so much for tuning in to the High Vibes Living Podcast. I'm Jennifer Hoffman, your host. I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode and that it has inspired, motivated, and energized you to take a few steps towards your rich, happy, and successful life. If you need more inspiration for your life path, check out my eight best-selling books on Amazon or look at a transformational intuitive session, coaching, or program on my website, enlighteninglife.com. Be sure to sign up for my newsletter and join my over 5 million weekly blog readers. Please subscribe to the High Vibes Living Podcast. Give it a like and a review. Your acknowledgement helps others find us and get the information and inspiration they need to turn their pain into joy and their fear into confidence. Your Becoming 360 transformation into congruence and divine harmony is a step away, as is your rich, happy, and successful life. Join us each week for a new episode, and I look forward to our next time together.